0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Chardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn
1: 90. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through the barren land. I am thine and thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Hymn 90.
0: like to follow along with the readings please go to our website and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast click on that and you will see the link to the Wednesday evening text the theme for tonight is feed the famished affections that's from Mary Baker Eddy the readings will now be given by Gary from Plainfield
2: I will read from the Bible. Isaiah. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thy Maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest and not comforted, behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors and lay thy foundations with sapphires. And I will make thy windows of agates and thy gates of carbuncles and all thy borders of pleasant stones. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of thy children. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Matthew And Jesus went about all Galilee, And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled." And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophet's. John After these things Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the sea of Tiberias and on this wise showed he himself Jesus saith unto them come and dine so when they had dined Jesus saith to Simon Peter Simon son of Jonas Lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, Thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, Thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved, because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. When a hungry heart petitions the divine Father-Mother God for bread, it is not given a stone, but more grace, obedience, and love. If this heart humble and trustful, faithfully asks divine love to feed it with the bread of heaven, health, holiness, it will be conformed to a fitness to receive the answer to its desire. Then will flow into it the river of his pleasure, the tributary of divine love, and great growth in Christian science will follow, even that joy which finds one's own in another's good. No purer and more exalted teachings ever fell upon human ears than those contained in what is commonly known as the Sermon on the Mount. Where did Jesus deliver this great lesson? or, rather, this series of great lessons on humanity and divinity, on a hillside near the sloping shores of the Lake of Galilee, where he spake primarily to his immediate disciples. In this simplicity and with such fidelity we see Jesus ministering to the spiritual needs of all who place themselves under his care, always leading them into the divine order, under the sway of his own perfect understanding. His power over others was spiritual, not corporeal. To the students whom he had chosen, His immortal teaching was the bread of life. When he was with them, a fishing boat became a sanctuary, and the solitude was peopled with holy messages from the All-Father. The grove became his classroom, and nature's haunts were the Messiah's university. What has this hillside priest this seaside teacher done for the human race? Ask rather, what has he not done? His holy humility, unworldliness, and self-abandonment wrought infinite results. The method of his religion was not too simple to be sublime, nor was his power so exalted as to be unavailable for the needs of suffering mortals whose wounds he healed by truth and love. May we unloose the latches of his Christliness, inherit his legacy of love, and reach the fruition of his promise if ye abide in me and my words abide in you Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Set your affections on things above. Love one another. Commune at the table of our Lord in one spirit. Worship in spirit and in truth. And if daily adoring, imploring, and living the divine life, truth, love, thou shalt partake of the bread that cometh down from heaven, drink of the cup of salvation, and be baptized in spirit. A little more grace, a motive made pure, a few truths tenderly told, a heart softened, A character subdued, a life consecrated, would restore the right action of the mental mechanism and make manifest the movement of body and soul in accord with God. The Christian scientist keeps straight to the course. His whole inquiry and demonstration lie in the line of truth. Hence he suffers no shipwreck in a starless night on the shoals of vain glory. His medicine is mind, the omnipotent and ever-present good. His help is from the Lord, who heals body and mind, head and heart, changing the affections, enlightening the misguided senses, and curing alike the sin and the mortal sinner. God's preparations for the sick are portions of his own qualities. His therapeutics are antidotes for the ailments of mortal mind and body then let us not adulterate his preparations for the sick with material means. Hungering and thirsting after a better life, we shall have it, and become Christian scientists. Learn God aright, and know something of the ideal man, the real man, harmonious and eternal this movement of thought must push on the ages. It must start the wheels of reason aright, educate the affections to higher resources, and leave Christianity unbiased by the superstitions of a senior period. Beloved, that which purifies the affections also strengthens them removes fear, subdues sin, and endues with divine power. That which refines character at the same time humbles, exalts, and commands a man, and obedience gives him courage, devotion, and attainment. For this hour, for this period, For spiritual sacrament, sacrifice, and ascension, we unite in giving thanks. For the body of Christ, for the life that we commemorate and would emulate, for the bread of heaven, whereof if a man eat, he shall live forever, for the cup red with loving restitution redemption, and inspiration, we give thanks.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
3: Our Father, Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be
2: thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread,
0: Forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn?
5: Hymn number 422. I'm going to read verse number two. Grace for today, thou love divine, famishing hearts and hopes to feed. Blot out all fear, let thy light shine with tender warmth on all our need. Hymn number 422.
0: Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, August 16th, 2023, and we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services, in person, on the telephone, or over the internet, or listening to recordings of our services after they've been been put on the uh, on the website at all our meetings and services we read from the king james bible and from the writings of mary baker Eddy. every sunday morning we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m but an hour before the service at 10 a.m we have our weekly roundtable discussion this is where we discuss the week's lesson and also some current topics, and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively round table discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock too. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students live out of state and they attend by calling in on the telephone through a special dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number and our, te- our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her and saw her live this science on a daily basis. These are a wonderful source to get the pure teaching that Mrs. Eddy gave. There is quite a variety of helpful literature on our website, and you will always find something there to meet your need. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. As I said, they're all free and we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead, please. Hi, everyone. I'd like to start by saying thank you to the lesson writers. This week's
6: lesson on mind, um, it has really helped me throughout the week, especially the last sentence in the lesson um, from Science and Health with the quote, all that really exists is the divine mind and its idea And in this mind, the entire being is found harmonious and eternal, unquote. This quote has really helped me with all this week's issues which have come up. I'm so happy to be a part of this meeting tonight. I'm also so happy to be a part of the Unity Watches that take place three times a week. A few Wednesdays ago, Imogene from Australia gave a testimony about how the prayers from the Unity Watches helped her during a terrible time in her life, and also helped her to find Plainsville Christian Science Independent Church. She explained how these prayers reached her all the way across the world. The same testimony from Imogene was also discussed during the roundtable that following Sunday. Um, and the article called The Practice of Christian Science by Vic Nell Young was read aloud. Um, Quote, become aware of the truth that God, which is the individual mind of this universe, is the one and only mind. All that is necessary for the truth to express itself is to be received in the consciousness of one individual, and it immediately takes effect in consciousness of all who are attuned, even if they are not directly a patient. Somewhere, a person's in a hospital, prison on a desert on a desert island, individuals who are reaching out to their highest concept of God, reaching out for help, are healed, though so they do not know how or why, and you do not know who they are, so it is true, since God is the mind of me, and God is the mind of you, because there is only that one mind, unquote. Well, this made me realize that I am also one of the many people that the Unity Watches have helped as well. I discovered the Plainfield Independent Church a few years ago when I first moved to Mississippi. I was focused on a lot of negative things going on illnesses in the family, feeling of homesickness for New Jersey, along with the persistent and constant pain in my hips. I believe this injury was a result of lifting heavy boxes during our move. It hurt when I sat, when I walked, and when I did anything. I was looking for comfort on YouTube and knew about Christian science through my mother. I found articles on YouTube such as Body, attributed to Mary Baker Eddy, and Oneness by Bicknell Young. I felt so comforted by these articles. I worked on feeling close to God when I first woke up, and I truly believe now that the prayers from Plainfield helped me. After the weeks of pain from my hip, it disappeared. I actually forgot about it until recently. And I'm so happy I remembered. I believe this is a perfect example of how we should never doubt that our prayers are working, even if we don't see it. I'm so grateful for the Plainfield Christian Science Church. I'm thankful to my practitioner for her patience and support. Um, I'm so grateful to Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy for teaching us who we are and who God is. And thank you to Gary for the inspirational and comforting readings tonight.
0: Thank you. Ella from Canada. Ella from Canada. Go ahead, please.
7: Thank you.
8: For many years, I thought to myself that I did not have enough understanding of how Christian science heals. And yet I was able to know the truth and God did the healing, as will be evident in this testimony of my daughter, Laura, when she was still in a car seat as a tender-aged child. It was a pleasant summer day. My mother came over to visit us, and we took her and the family out for supper. Finishing our meal, we headed out into the deserted parking lot as dusk settled in. We had a small car. My mother and the children sat in the back seat. I put Laura into her car seat and buckled up all the required harnesses. Quickly, I shut the door. Laura screamed. She had her fingers somewhere near the door, and I had not noticed them. Immediately, my mother went into hysterics. At the same time, I reopened the door, unbuckled Laura, and carried her away from the hysterical noises. I was declaring the truth about God and man aloud, walking slowly but firmly further away. My husband was left to handle my mother's hysterical outburst. At one point, Laura's crying became louder, and I spontaneously yelled out louder and firmly the truth about God and her, as a child's beloved, as a God's beloved child. Suddenly, she stopped crying. Not a whimper, Total silence. I also stopped saying statements out loud. I listened inwardly for God's direction. I turned around and watched as calmness descended at the car where my husband, son, and mother were. Slowly, I walked back to the car, watching, listening inwardly. When I arrived at the car, I put Laura back into the car seat, buckled her in slowly, closed the door, making sure her hands were elsewhere. When we arrived home, which took only a 10 to 15 minute drive, I took Laura out of the car, beat, entered the house and put her down to play with her toys. She happily handled her toys and played with them. My mother followed next. She entered the house, then the living room and looked at Laura playing happily as if nothing ever happened. My mother looked at me and demanded, what did you do? The expression on my mother's face looked like bewilderment. I was still listening internally and could not answer her. God did heal Laura's fingers, and I'm immensely grateful. Gratefully submitted,
0: Ella. Thank you. Elizabeth
9: from New Hampshire.
0: Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead, please.
10: Good evening. Thank you for those very beautiful readings tonight. I would like to express my gratitude to God and to Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy for their amazing discoveries, each in their own time, of what God is and what God does. I would also like to express my gratitude for the meetings, the Wednesday night testimonies and readings so filled with inspiring truths, and the Sunday morning roundtables at the Plainfield Christian Science Church. In a recent roundtable discussion, the topic of true selfhood gave me a recollection that I would like to share. For several years running, my late husband and I attended a neighborhood New Year's Eve party where, as guests, we were all asked to write down our New Year's resolution, which would be read the following year to see if we had achieved our goals. In spite of laziness suggesting that I write the usual cliche about going to the gym or dropping a bad habit, I was instead compelled to write a couple years in a row that I was resolved to being true to myself. With this writing, it became necessary to examine what was meant by this, and the answer to this was pointed out at the roundtable that the only selfhood there is is God, and therefore is ours by reflection. This selfhood is including all right qualities and no wrong ones. This means every day and in every hour to be true to oneself is to prove who oneself is consistently. That way, when mortal mind tries to assert itself, we are armed and ready to recognize an intruder in thought. This recollection for me drove home the need to remain consistent in my thought, to check many times throughout the day whether I was thinking with the so-called human mind or knowing what is true as the divine mind. I've learned so very much from these round tables. As someone else pointed out recently, it is like a Sunday school class for grown-ups. It is just wonderful. Thank you, Plainfield, and good night.
0: Thank you. Tony from North Carolina. Go ahead, please.
11: Thank you. This is Tony. Beautiful reading, Gary. Uh, I have been healed of fear, pain, sorrow, depression, irritation with my daughter, character flaws, uh, improved morals, and some tenacious sin. I can go on, but I attribute all of these blessings to the Christ that I found here at Plainfield and the practitioners that I've worked with. I was quite lost before I discovered true science. Thank God we have this lighthouse in the world.
0: Thank you. Linda, go ahead. Thank you.
12: Thank you very much for the powerful readings tonight. I am very grateful this evening for the prayers of my practitioner who is helping me to learn to maintain spiritual poise in all that I do. Recently, in in one of our phone calls, I meant to mention that I had been struggling for over a week and with some things in my work and kept running into dead ends. Uh, we ended up discussing other things that were important. I just mention it because without her even knowing that I was struggling with this, these needs were met through the prayer. I was finding it discouraging, and uh, this was last week, and my cup overflowed that Wednesday. Five things that appeared impossible just unfolded. It was an amazing lesson to remind me that God makes a way in the wilderness and he keeps his promises. I have been working with part of Edward Kindle's uh, article, Poise, that says, quote, Maintain your peace and happiness by refusing to descend into the mud of cheap human rubbish. And know that your composure cannot be upset by every or any mortal who can be used to wallow in the mud. We have a fundamental ability to do everything that is right to do and to manifest improved beliefs of ability. End quote. I'm so grateful to be here, learning to live this pure Christian science and sharing it with the world and being part of this mission. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Shahidat from Maryland, go ahead, please.
7: I'd like to share a healing that I had recently. About a week ago, I woke up with incredible pains in my lower abdomen. I was in such distress that it was impossible to fall back asleep. I decided to listen to that week's lesson on soul. Eventually, my thought went to the statement of being, particularly the last few sentences which state, Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. As I pondered that, I said to myself, well, Jesus also said to the Samaritan woman in in, in John chapter 4 that God is spirit. I knew from the book, book of Genesis that it mentions that man is made in God's image and likeness. And so I figured that I, Shahidat, must therefore be made in the image and likeness of spirit. As I thought along these lines, I also pondered the nature of the Christian science treatment in that it's not identifying and making a reality it's something wrong, then seeking a treatment to heal it, but instead it's a realization and understanding of our true being as a spiritual idea. And I held on to these truths and felt like thinking about my spiritual, spiritual sense. And let's see. <laughs> And when I awoke, as usual the next as usual the next morning, I was completely refreshed and pain free. I would like to express my gratitude for the for this Independent Christian Science Church and everything that I'm learning here about this wonderful science. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Gary.
2: Well, I'm so grateful tonight for Mary Baker Eddy discovering this tremendous science Um, and for being a member of this church for many years and having the help that I've been able to receive and the teaching that I've been blessed with. As Mrs. Eddy writes, as was read tonight, you know, a Christian scientist, his medicine is mind, and his help is from the Lord. And what greater help could we ever have? And this, this has come back to me so many times when I've had difficulties, when I've had illnesses. To be able to turn to God wholeheartedly um, is the most wonderful thing in the world. And I wish it for everybody in the world. We have had quite a challenge for the last three or four years with this so-called pandemic uh, affecting so many people around the world and putting fear in so many people around the world, it was an incredibly aggressive uh, well cr- it was incredibly aggressive, let's say for several years, three years, we suffered the uh, onslaught from the medical profession from our many of our politicians, from the mainstream media, that there was this horrible thing that needed to be feared. And you had to do all these things, um, take all of these drugs to, uh, to deal with it. Well, I'm grateful that we have learned that none of this is true, that God does love us and cares for us. And if we turn wholeheartedly to God, he is our medicine, and he is our help. I'm grateful to say that for quite a bit of the time during this pandemic, I was free from the, from the uh, effects of it and was able to do everything that I needed to do. However, after a couple of years of this onslaught, I found myself one night sick. Uh, with all the symptoms of the flu, couldn't sleep, was up, lost my dinner. Uh, The symptoms of the flu were very uh, very aggressive and it forced me to turn wholeheartedly to God. And I claimed that God was my Father, that God was my God, and that this claim was a lie, and I didn't have to have it. And I worked with that, and I prayed for all mankind who was under this same lie, and and with so many people fearing it to be true. And I found that the next day, I recovered very quickly, and by the end of the next day, I was free of all these symptoms and was able to go back to work and do everything that I needed to do. And it was a good wake-up call to me that we can never, ever let up in our love for God and our love for mankind and our work for the truth for all mankind. So I'm very grateful for Christian science, very grateful, as I said, for Mary Baker Eddy, for discovering this science and persevering to give it to all mankind and I'm grateful to be a member of this church and to be here with you all tonight.
0: Thank you. Jeremy.
4: I am very grateful for all I have learned in this church and from my practitioner about Christian science and for how all that has helped me to have a clear thought each day. Before coming here, my thought was always clouded, and I know now that this was because I was in the human mind so much. I was able to imagine many, scenari- many scenarios, some humorous, some catastrophic, but I have found here that the use of human imagination does not count as a worthwhile activity. Only the good thoughts of God, which the Divine Mind is sending each of us const- constantly, constitute worthy mental activity. Being taught here how to listen and act on these divine messages has helped me to actually be useful to God and my fellow man, and to be clear about my purpose and what I am to do each day. What a constant blessing Christian science is. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church and to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia.
13: Good evening. Tonight I wanted to thank Dearest Plainfield Independent for the wonderful YouTube channel that has been created here. I wanted to share with you what that YouTube channel has meant to me. Almost three years ago, a greatly loved pure Christian science practitioner here in Australia passed on. Through the holy prayerful work of this practitioner, both myself and my husband had experienced and witnessed many healings. So with this practitioner now no longer present on earth, praying with us and working with us, we were very unsure of how we could continue to study and practice pure Christian science. It was a very bitter and yet sweet trial to distill what we had been taught and go on in the true path of Mrs. Eddy's Christian science, with signs following as was commanded by Christ Jesus." Through studying Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, we surmounted many demanding challenges with great success. Without church or practitioner, this was a very challenging time. I stayed up throughout many nights praying and working with science and health and prayerfully working with our beautiful hymn book. I searched the internet for Christian science practitioners and I wasn't impressed with what I found. So I was searching late one night, it was 2am or 3am, just searching for a pure Christian science practitioner that I could continue to study and live the Christian science that I had witnessed in Australia. And as I worked and prayed, my scrolling finger fell on a YouTube recording with a black screen and white text, and I heard the holy healing truth read by a pure Christian science practitioner on the YouTube channel at Plainfoot Independent. Well, I sobbed. I can't even convey what that voice meant to me in the darkness, thinking I was totally without church or a practitioner, that it was just us with science and health and the Bible during a global pandemic. That voice of truth was and is extraordinarily precious, pure, and holy. And this was the most sublime blessing that we could ever have received at our time of need. So that is how we found dearest Plainfield Independent. So now, nearly three years on, I am very grateful to the Plainfield Independent Christian Science Church for the YouTube channel outreach. It was the only way that I found Plainfield. I never would have found dearest Plainfield Independent any other way. It was the YouTube channel. So thank you, dearest Plainfield Independent, for listening to God and for doing all of that outreach work to the world through YouTube and all that you do here. Thank you to our beautiful practitioners, teachers and readers. Thank you, dear Jeremy, for all the work you do 24-7 to manage the vast number of recordings of this holy work done at this sublime Christian Science Church. Here we are in Australia, three years later, having learned so much Continuing to learn each day more and more in pure Christian science, to have demonstrated God's holy healing power throughout this incredibly challenging time in human history, to have surmounted every single problem that has come our way through Christian science. So, thank you all so very much, dearest Plainfield Independent, and so much love to you all.
0: Thank you. Shorty.
9: Hello.
1: I offer my gratitude this evening for our weekly lessons at Mary Baker Eddy and her seven synonyms. Principle, mind, spirit, soul, life, truth, love. Last week our lesson was on soul. And I am positive that if I had not come to this church I would never be gaining a true understanding of these synonyms. As I was talking to my grandson in Thailand about soul and quoting from Bicknell Young's 1937 college, he interrupted me and said, I want that. Send that link to me. We talked more about the, the expression of soul, and for the second time with our conversations, he asked to end with a prayer, which we did. How wonderful it is to be able to share Christian science with many of my grandsons. This certainly is the fruit of the Spirit. I am also grateful for the support my practitioner gives me in this connection and communication with these dear big children. Have a
5: good evening.
0: Thank you. Bruce.
5: Well, I feel like I owe a debt of gratitude to the Plainfield Church, basically saving my life, teaching me many lessons, valuable lessons that I needed. One of them is gratitude, because I'll be quite honest with you, before finding this church here, the whole idea of gratitude wasn't a big thing in my life, and (laughs) as a result, I was pretty miserable. But The demand was made on me, because it's actually God's law, to be thankful, look for things to be grateful for, acknowledge that God is it, God is it, and be thankful for it. Well, I did get into that um, gratitude thing with much help from a teacher and a practitioner in this church. I have one experience to relate how it helped me immensely. I was quite a ways away from home and I needed to get home that day and it was a number of hours of driving and as soon as I started off I was not feeling well at all in fact I was feeling like I wasn't going to make it but then I remembered I really do have a lot to be thankful for and gratitude is really quite a healing thing so I just started thinking about all the things that I could thank God for And the first one that came to my mind was that he is so mighty. And then the next thing that came to me is that he is always with us. And then that thanking God that he's always sending us good. And then I kept on going with things like that. And every time, whenever I was in this attitude of gratitude, this ill feeling went away and I was able to keep on driving home. And if I ever lapsed from that, then the ill feeling started taking over again. So it was a bit of a discipline thing for me to stay with gratitude and stay close to God. Good. And sure enough, he carried me all the way home, which I needed to do very much. So I'm thanking for God for that experience that I had because it taught me a wonderful lesson. And I'm also thankful for the Plainfield Church and the many wonderful lessons that I've learned here. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please.
14: Thank you. Thank you, Gary, for the beautiful readings tonight. I love the part where you read about uh, one sentence from uh, the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished Affection." Many years ago, I came across further interpretation of this, and it's helped me so much. It, I, I know that they say, it's been said that Jesus gave only one prayer, and that prayer meets every need. And this particular line, the interpretation I found is another interpretation. It said that, give us the inspiration needed so we can see the perfect man right where any discord seems to be. This is such a helpful added interpretation because I found that sometimes, this is years ago, it was very difficult for me to see the tempting suggestion as a lie. Whether it was somebody's behavior, it's often the people closest to us, to me, or whether it was a condition or a situation, it was very difficult to, you know, really see what a lie it is. It's a presenting lie right here to get my attention. And often I would rather voice the error and then throw the lie. So this line is very important, I feel that. It's it's a it's a pleading, I guess, to God. Give me the inspiration I need to see the perfect man right where this discord seems to be. So over the years, it's been very helpful for me. And I know that anyone that I've shared this with also has found it very helpful. And I just wanted to give my gratitude for this. Because where else would I have found this? Where else except for in Christian science? And the true interpretation of what God is to us and how we are to use the truth that Christ Jesus brought, Mrs. Eddy explained so clearly to help us on our way. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for the prelude. It was beautiful. Thank you for the hymns and thank you for the testimonies given so far. I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thank
0: you. Mary.
9: Good evening, everyone. I have four testimonies to read tonight. The first from Iowa. I'm very grateful for practitioner support and all that this church provides by the way of spiritual growth. It has come to me today that I have learned to acquire a patient, quiet heart within. It's dawned on me how blessed I am by God, and I am grateful for the good already unfolded. My problems are diminishing, and I have a positive expectancy that they'll all be solved. I found answers to many perplexing questions. I wanted to share this because I think we all have to learn these lessons in the divine plan. I find that I can patiently wait on God, and I am not in a hurry for as we have been taught here, we have an eternity to learn it all in. This blesses my past too because it shows that all my moments have belonged to God and he has been patiently guiding and preparing for the greater good. Thank you to Christ Jesus, Mrs. Eddy, and to the wonderful practitioners in Plainfield and much thankfulness for the continued success of this church's mission. Amen. Testimony from California. I want to express gratitude tonight once again to the Bible lesson writer of the week's lesson on soul. As I work through an issue, each lesson in the past three weeks has ministered unto me. After experiencing a particularly difficult Sunday afternoon, I open the lesson on Monday to read, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Psalm 42. And the verses continue with God commanding his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night, his song shall be with me. It felt that that verse was specifically speaking to me. A verse from Science and Health stated that spiritual devoutness is the soul of Christianity. Page 140. Working with this, I have reminded myself the last two days to prioritize God and listen for his voice. Today, after spending a lovely afternoon with two of my grandchildren and driving back home on the freeway at rush hour, I got a flat tire. However, as it has happened in the past, where I have had car issues, there was a safe place to pull over. Although there were six lanes of busy freeway traffic, to my left, and one lane of busy traffic to my right. I was in a large wedge in between and called my auto club for help in changing my flat tire. After the call, I immediately started thanking God for the place to pull over and that I brought a car with a spare tire and that help was on the way. A specific prayer or verse didn't come to mind, but what came was the feeling of God's presence with me. Twenty minutes later, a tow truck did not appear but a woman driving a regular car from the towing company. She came to change my flat. After carefully exiting my car and clearing out the cargo area to reveal the spare, she set to work and told me to go sit in the car so both of us wouldn't be at risk. In my car, I knew that she was protected because she was God's beloved and that calming presence of God continued. In the end, when she announced that she was done and I could go, I held her hands and thanked her, telling her how very special she was, and that still, small voice told me to tip her, which I did. That feeling of God's presence remained with me as I traveled back home, and as Psalm 23 says, my cup runneth over, with gratitude to God for always taking care of me. I am so grateful to this Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent After a lifetime of not really knowing how to practice Christian science, I am finally learning. Thank you everyone who shares and contributes to the services. It really helps. And loads of love to you all. And then this one from England. I have been very grateful for the recent discussion about having an expectation of good during the roundtable discussions and I realize that I need to have more expectation of good, and hence more faith in God's goodness in my life. I have also been very grateful to hear Emma Emma Jane's two helpful testimonies recently about teeth and gum problems being resolved. I have needed to have some work done to my teeth recently and have been more fearful of this since a relative had a very bad experience at the dentist. So I've been working on realizing that we are all in the kingdom of heaven now and to expect good outcomes. So when I had my dental appointment this week, the dentist did all the preparation, work, and everything was fitted and went well, but he was told I was told that the area in my mouth would hurt and be very sore for about a week and suggested ways to manage the pain. However, I was able to jump on this in thought right away and silently declare that I did not have to accept this because I was in the kingdom of God of heaven now. I'm so grateful that in the several days since, I haven't had even the slightest twinge of discomfort. I am so very grateful for all I'm learning at Plainfield, for Mrs. Eddy's discovery and life dedication to making this discovery available to the world, for the continued help, of my kind practitioner and for all that Plainfield Independent Church does and provides with much gratitude and love and then this last testimony from North Carolina this is my first time testifying on Plainfield Christian Science Independent Wednesday evening me- meeting at every round table every testimony meeting I am in awe of the wisdom and practical application taught more clearly than I've had in my years practicing Christian science. In April, I planned to be at my daughter's wedding in Chicago and left home in plenty of time to arrive at the airport, just a half an hour distance. On the way, there was not one before major accidents. Google Maps keep kept diverting me in its efforts to get me to my destination, I kept looking at the arrival time moving from one time to another to, every, to another at every detour. By the time of the third accident report, my knuckles are white as I squeeze the steering wheel, staring at the clock, my car barely moving. I feel agitation rise inside me as I considered all of the what-ifs of missing my daughter's wedding festivities. Okay, I'm a Christian scientist, So I know when it's time to throw off mortal mind's fears and turn to God and pray and listen to God. In the next peaceful moment, I asked God in earnest, what I need to know about you right now? And the answer was, I want you to know I am here with you and taking care of absolutely every detail. The sense of love from this message was strong and reassuring. I feel led to call the airport parking to see if there were any spots available and if not make another plan airport parking is a well-known problem here as i look up the problem oh excuse me as i look up the number i see one bad review after another about how, how nobody picks up the phone no parking spots but i say to myself i'm not at all concerned god is right here with me and taking care of every detail Immediately, a parking lot worker answers my call. I explain how I'm on my way to my daughter's wedding and three car accidents en route are delaying me, as well as my concern over missing the flight due to parking issues. He said he has an idea and will call me back. After 10 minutes of moving at the pace of 5 miles per hour, he calls and tells me he saved a parking spot by moving a utility truck near the entrance and putting up orange traffic cones to save the spot for me. He asked what carrier I was flying out on, and I told him united. He also said he would personally make sure I got on the flight and I would call and he would call me back to check on things. When he called to find out where I was, I I read him the road signs, which he didn't recognize, and he informed me of the fourth accident. He was calm throughout all this and said he spoke to the folks at United so they know to expect me. When I got to the parking lot, he saw me enter and came running to direct me to the parking spot and helped me get my baggage out and carried the heavy suitcase while I grabbed the three lighter items, including my mother of the bride dress. While running to the airport, he seized my violin bow case and asked if I'm a musician. Turns out he used to play the clarinet in the United States military band, and his name is Donald, which happens to be my favorite relative, the one who really knows how to get things done. I feel God winking at me. My face burst into a smile, and my eyes tear up with gratitude. Huffing and puffing, we make it up to the front of the security line, and the guy has a note I'll use as a boarding pass. Donald and I say, "'Goodbye,' And he's 20 feet away, and I can't find my daughter of the bride wedding dress. And I call out, oh, no, I forgot my dress. He runs back, grabs my car keys, saying, I'll get it, I'll get it. He (laughs) runs back towards the parking, and someone next to me points to my back. And I already have it hanging from my elbow behind me. I call out again, Donald, I've got my dress. (laughs) He comes running back to give me my car key, and everyone else—about twenty-five in the security check line—all shout, "She's got her dress!" (laughs) (laughs) It was like being in a movie. (laughs) While I'm about to head for the boarding gate, my phone keeps ringing, and I ignore unphone numbers. Then a caller ID rang, and it's Donald. So I grab it. He says, "I went back to your car, and and it was unlocked, and it's running." I'm going to turn off your car and lock it up for you. But first, I need to know do you have your key with you? <laughs> I dig in my pouch. Yes, it's right here in my hand. I hear my car door slam shut. Donald, thank you so much. It's amazing you went back to check on my car. And he answered, We were rushing so fast, I thought it was a good idea. God always keeps his word and is taking care of absolutely every detail. The gate is about to close. I'm the last person on the to board the plane, and while I'm going to my seat, a couple of people whispered to me, Are you the woman who's going to the daughter's wedding? <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as I sat down, I started weeping, filled with the joy of knowing that God is always with me. Since attending Plainfield, I no longer struggle to feel God's presence, the part of my spiritual growth as being been overcome coming this struggle. Now I know God is all there is. And when I keep listening, God beautifully manages my affairs, my schedule, my career, my household, my gardens, my pets. Thank you, Plainfield, and all the beautiful work you do that is helping others all over the world. So I thought that was a wonderful example of God in every detail. It was like a movie. (laughs) She was well taken care of by the Father. So I am too very grateful to be here tonight, those beautiful readings, yes, to have that grace to help feed the famished affections. So beautiful to hear those readings, to hear also those beautiful hymns, testimonies, and the music. To all a good night. Thank you. (laughs) To close our
0: meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
12: I'll read the third line, hymn 40. Here see the bread of life. See waters flowing forth from the throne of God, pure from above. Come to the feast of love. Come ever knowing earth has no sorrow, but love can remove in 40